Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by Spotify Greenroom, which is the live, audio-only sports talk platform for sports fans. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time by downloading the Spotify Greenroom app for free wherever you get your apps. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, July 7th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. Go rate me with five stars. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. To kick things off on the show here today, uh, it's a great morning to talk about a little bit of Blackhawks news. We got some news that dropped late on Tuesday afternoon. That was the announcement that Blackhawks 2014 six-round pick goaltender Ivan Nalimov inked a one-year deal with Admiral Vladivostok of the KHL. Nalimov appeared in five games for the Ice Hogs last season, posting a 2-2 record along with a 3.43 goals against average and an ugly 885 save percentage. So. Nothing all that impressive out of Nalimov in his first kind of mini stint over in North America. And for those of you who don't know, by the way, Nalimov has had quite the crazy timeline throughout his career, which has led to this six-year gap between him getting drafted by the Blackhawks and last spring finally coming over to North America for game action. So just to give you all a quick timeline, for those of you who don't know, or for those of you who do and just want to hear this incredibly interesting story once again. Um, going back to after Nalimov was drafted in June of 2014, he went on to sign a two-year contract over in the KHL with the club he actually just signed another deal with, Admiral Vladivostok. And then after that deal would expire following the 2015 season, Nalimov made it clear that he would like to try and come over to North America and sign his entry-level contract with the Blackhawks. Well. The Hawks did not offer him that ELC after 2015, and then, because he had nowhere to play, Nalmov went on to sign another two-year contract with Vladivostok in the spring of 2016, and then things got kind of out of hand. Apparently, Nalimov was involved in a chase with the Russian police and wound up crashing his Audi through a fence and went through a building, which... Um, not a good look there for uh, a 22-year-old trying to make it to the NHL. Also, probably um, nothing crazy, probably a normal Friday night out in Russia. So maybe not that big of a deal over in his uh, native country. Um, but then getting back to the on-the-ice product, despite leading the KHL in save percentage 
for most of 2017, Nalimov was released from Vladivostok. It's not an easy one to pronounce. I'll give myself the benefit of the doubt. Uh, (laughs) After putting together a pretty good start to the season, for whatever reasons, um, Nalimov was released from Vladivostok. I guess it was due to financial concerns. And he went on to sign with another team in the KHL for the remainder of the year. He went on to finish off the year on a high note. And um, after that, he requested, after not coming to the NHL up to that point, Nalimov requested that the Blackhawks trade his rights to another NHL team in order to kind of give him a, a more capable path to the big leagues than what Chicago had provided him in his couple years since being drafted. But after Stan Bowman reassured him that he would be part of the future, which we now know to be pretty much untrue, Nalimov rescinded his trade request and signed another one-year deal, but then went on to be released, and uh, he he went on to sign a one-year deal with with, uh, Red Star Cunlin. Per the Blackhawks' request, they requested that Nalimov go and sign another one-year deal in the KHL. But after breaking his hand following just four games with the team, Nalimov was released and then signed on with Avangard Omsk for the rest of the year, another team in the KHL. Still no contract from the Blackhawks following that summer, though. And then what does Nalimov do? He stays in Russia and signs yet another one-year deal in the KHL with star-studded St. Petersburg. But before even playing a single game for St. Petersburg, Nalimov was traded to HK Sochi and played out the remainder of the season with them. It's been an absolute crazy path for this kid. Finally, the Blackhawks told them to come over to North America in March of 2020. Some of you may remember uh, Nalimov signing that professional tryout with the Ice Hogs last spring. However, Little did we all know that the world was about to go into mass chaos just five days later, and Nalimov wasn't even wasn't even able to make his uh, debut with the club before COVID shut down the season for the next three or four months, and he would go on to return to Russia. So what a bumpy ride it has been for Nalimov to get to this point. He came back over to the club in March once again this year, only got five games of action, didn't really look all that great, and is already headed back to the KHL. The Blackhawks do still retain his rights going forward, though, so if there is another chance for Nalimov in the NHL in the future, he still will be under the Blackhawks' control, and he's still also just 27 years old, which is not old by any means for a goaltender at the highest levels. I'm pretty sure Kevin Lankinen is 26. Uh, He might have made his um, debut with the Blackhawks at 25, but just putting things into perspective, it's not like Nalimov's future with the Blackhawks is 100% over. It is not, it's not all that likely considering that the path he's been down already, um, but we definitely could see another PTO coming for Nalimov in the upcoming season from the Rockford Icehogs. But the other reason I wanted to bring this news up today is because it appears that the Icehogs goaltender situation for next year is starting to become pretty clear. There will be Kale Morris, who just inked another contract a couple of weeks ago and had a pretty strong showing in the seven games played for the Icehogs this past season. Uh, Then there's Tom Auburn, who split time between Rockford and the Indy Fuel of the ECHL and looks kind of to be in line to do the same once again. And then there's also Arvid Soderblom, who the Hawks signed earlier this summer and is coming over from Sweden, and he looks to be in line 
to be battling with Morris for that starting job potentially. However, I do gotta say that the Blackhawks, that they still have Kevin Lankin and Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia all on their roster at the moment, with all ha- uh, all three of those guys having contracts for just one more year. Um, but I, I I personally still have a hard time believing all three of those guys will will be with the Blackhawks come opening day in October. There's just no need to have both Subban and Delia. I just don't see either of those two being happy with starting out next year in the AHL. Neither of them. Both, both of them have shown that, that they don't deserve to be there. So that will definitely be an interesting situation to keep an eye on as the summer progresses. But it sure feels like the Rockford Ice Hogs now have their three goaltenders in Kale Morris, Arvid Soderblom, and Tom Auburn for the 2021-2022 campaign. All right, that takes care of the latest news about Ivan Nalimov signing another one-year deal in the KHL. Coming up in just a moment, it's time to get into another 2021 NHL draft profile here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you quickly about Spotify Greenroom, which is the live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. With Spotify Greenroom, you can start or join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. I personally will be doing some episodes later on in the week. And you can also react to the biggest news, rumors, and trades with other people. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app for free in the iOS App Store or wherever you get your apps. Then you can create a a profile and link your Twitter to join a group and you'll be able to share your spiciest takes with the rest of the world. So be sure to check out Spotify Green Room for free to be part of the best audio-only social media platform for sports fans. I also need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors they have, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are also soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about the Rockford IceHogs goaltender situation for the upcoming season. Moving on now, it's time to get into yet another 2021 NHL draft profile here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Yesterday, I finally got back into this segment after taking roughly a week off just because all the latest news coming out on Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith, and also the lawsuit. Um, but yesterday, I took a look at forward Xavier Borgo, 
Be sure to take a listen to the episode that came out yesterday if you want to hear more about my thoughts on Borgo. But today I will be diving into another forward. This time it will be 18-year-old center Zachary Bolduc from Ramuski Oceanique of the QMJHL, which is of course where the top overall selection from last year's draft, Alexi Lafreniere, played his junior career. Not quite the same numbers out of Bolduc so far in his time there. Um, but he's another impressive forward that most scouts and draft sites have going somewhere in that 15 to 25 range for the most part. A couple of them actually do have him all the way down in the 40s, but those seem to be kind of the outliers of the group. Both Craig Button and Bob McKenzie have Bolduc ranked at number 16 in this year's draft, so he's kind of another guy who could be a little bit out of the Blackhawks range at number 11, but let's talk about why Bold Duke could be a fit for them potentially. And it truly is all about that word with Bold Duke potential. Because at times in the queue these past couple of years, he's had moments where there's no doubt that he could be a top prospect in this year's draft. He's got some size to him. He's six foot one, about 175 pounds, not all that much weight for being a being that tall, but he plays a lot bigger and huskier than he is, which is certainly encouraging considering that he should only get bigger and stronger. Bolduc is also a pretty strong skater. It's, he's not an elite level guy like uh, a Fabian Liesel, who I broke down earlier in the summer, but it, it's a pretty strong point of his game, not a weakness by any means. He certainly has the ability to skate around a defender in transition and then drive the puck to the net. That's in his arsenal as well. But probably his biggest strengths are his puck handling abilities and his high hockey IQ. Some say that those two areas of his were the best in the QMJHL. And I can absolutely see why. Because looking at Bull Duke's highlight tapes, I mean, this kid dances and dodges defenders with ease. And the puck always seems to remain on his stick despite skating at a pretty high pace. His stick handling is... For sure the best I've seen from any prospect I've broken down in this range for the Blackhawks. And not only Bull Duke, he's really good at using the speed and the stick handling to his advantage. Of course, that's going to help dancing through defensemen, but he also that also helps him get into the open space he needs to in order to create for his teammates. When he gets to that speed, not only does he want to dance through defenders to create a, a special goal for himself, but he uses his stick handling to keep the puck away from the defenders. He can turn on his edges rather quickly, and then he keeps his head up and uses that high hockey IQ and his great vision in order to set up teammates and create plays in the offensive zone. And also, if none of his teammates are open, Bull Duke also has a really sneaky wrist shot that he's fooled goaltenders with from pretty far out in the offensive zone. I've seen him score some goals from pretty close to the blue line. Um, And looking at his numbers in the past as well, it's kind of clear that Bull Duke is more of a pure goal scorer than he gets credit for. He had 30 goals in uh, 55 games, excuse me, for Ramuski in his debut season during 2019-2020. This time around, this past season, he only had 10 goals in 27 games. He was down a little bit in that department. But when you go a little bit further back into his statistics when he was younger, um, he was usually a guy that records more goals than he does assists. But overall, it's pretty clear that Zachary Bolduc has all the tools to be a top pick in this year's draft. However, the only thing sort of 
holding him back from being that is his consistency or the lack of consistency, I guess I should say, because again, taking a look at some of his numbers for a guy that could, you know, possibly go in the top 15 or or the top 20 in the draft, he only recorded 29 points in 27 games during his draft year. I just mentioned he only scored 10 goals as well. Um, He added that with 19 assists, which aren't bad numbers at all. Of course, being over a point per game is great, but just not the kind of numbers you would expect from a player projected to go in this range. And that's the biggest knack on Bull Duke at the moment. The talent and the potential, it's 100% there. If this kid can put it all together, the sky really could be the limit because of his his speed, his size. He's got a great shot, and he also is a phenomenal stick handler. He's ridiculous with the puck on his stick. It just hasn't been seen enough for scouts to trust Bull Duke up to this point. He's kind of been deemed as a boom or bust prospect by most scouts. They know the game is there. It's just the questions as to why he hasn't been able to do it so consistently. But I'm definitely intrigued by Zachary Bolduke, obviously because of all the attributes he does possess. He's another guy kind of like Atu Ratu who really could land anywhere in this draft later on this month. I don't think the Blackhawks will get there if I'm being honest. But I would understand the the decision a little bit just because of the unbelievable potential that Boldu clearly possesses if he can just become a little bit more consistent in his game going forward. All right, I think that finishes up Zachary Bolduke's 2021 NHL draft profile. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for 22-year-old defenseman Ian Mitchell's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is about to take over for the summer. The NBA and NHL playoffs are in the finals. UFC is in full swing all year round, though. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all the sports with BetOnline. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just wrapped up discussing Zachary Bolduke's 2021 NHL draft profile. Now, before I finish up the show and let you all go for the rest of your day, I still got to get into 22-year-old defenseman Ian Mitchell's 2021 season recap. So for Mitchell, coming into the year, I don't want to say the expectations were too high. But I did hear plenty of people out there thinking that Mitchell could come in, 
could step in right away and really be a factor on the back end for the Blackhawks. I also saw some people saying he's higher up on the Hawks' prospect rankings than Adam Boquist was heading into the year, which still, I guess, could be true, but I just didn't see any reason to believe that to be the case whatsoever. No knack on Mitchell. I just thought that was far too much hype coming into his rookie year, and that sort of turned out to be true because, to put it bluntly, it was far from an easy transition for the former second-round pick back in 2017. And honestly, had COVID not affected the AHL and everything this year, Mitchell probably would have spent a good chunk of the season down in Rockford tuning up his game a little bit because looking at the numbers here and also just from looking at him from the eye test on the ice this season, Not a whole lot of good out of Mitchell as a rookie. In his 39 games played, Mitchell finished with three goals and four assists for just seven points. And offensively, I will say, um, I will say by, by the end of the season, Mitchell was definitely looking more comfortable, but for the entire year as a whole, this was probably the area I was the most disappointed with. The three goals isn't horrible, but to only have four assists for being known as a solid puck-moving offensive defenseman, that one kind of hurt. I know he was a rookie, and he was barely 22 years old, fresh out of college, but I personally expected more out of Mitchell on the offensive side of things. I knew he was probably going to struggle defensively, like Adam Boquist did in his first year professionally, but to only have four assists, that I did not see coming. Taking a peek at some of the other numbers here, um, 14 penalty minutes out of Mitchell, seven minor penalties in 39 games. Nothing too much to talk about there. Not, not too bad for a rookie. Um, also one thing I did want to mention, all his points this year did come at even strength. And I would absolutely like to see Mitchell take on more of a role on the power play in the future. Maybe both he and Nicholas Bodan on that second power play unit, or he and Wyatt Kalanuck potentially, assuming that Adam Boquist takes over on that top man advantage unit. I just know there's more to Mitchell's offensive game than we saw in his rookie campaign, and I would definitely like to see Jeremy Calton try to get him a little bit more involved on the power play and utilize him to his strengths a little bit more going forward. Also, in his 39 games played this season, one thing I had to bring up Mitchell recorded only 23 shots on goal, far less than one per game. And to score three goals on 23 shots from the blue line, I mean, he shot 13% on the season. Like a number of Blackhawks players, especially on the back end, they just need to be more aggressive and get better at firing the puck through traffic and getting it on net because he and Adam Boquist are, are two guys who are especially guilty in this department. Three goals on 23 shots. Ian Mitchell, why are you not shooting the puck more? I know that he was probably a little bit timid and wanted to be responsible defensively and take care of things in his own end first, but 23 shots on net out of, again, a guy who's known for his offensive game and was very good offensively in college at the University of Denver. That's just not an acceptable amount for Ian Mitchell to have. I don't care if you're a rookie. To be that be- that far below one shot per game is completely unacceptable for a guy who has great offensive upside in his repertoire. Um, what else we got here? In terms of time on ice, Mitchell averaged 15 minutes and 2 seconds per game this year, which 
did finish behind both Riley Stillman and Wyatt Kalanuck, so there's clearly still a little bit to go for Mitchell in order to earn that trust out of Jeremy Colleton and the coaching staff, but assuming he does get some more time on the power play in the future and the fact that he should only get better with experience, keeping my fingers crossed there, then I do expect that number to get up closer to 17 minutes potentially for next season. In terms of blocks and hits, nothing too special here for Mitchell. Uh, 37 blocks in his 39 games played, which actually, thinking about that now, I, I didn't really put it in perspective for only 39 games. That is kind of impressive. Around one block per game as a rookie, not too shabby. He was willing to put his body on the line out there for the Blackhawks. Um, only 18 hits, but you know, out of a smaller defenseman who's not known to do that, a number that low, can't say is all that surprising. Um, the last thing I definitely wanted to get into here for Mitchell is his giveaways and takeaways. In 39 games, he only had 12 giveaways, which, again, for a puck-moving defenseman, despite not not recording very many assists, he was pretty good on his breakout passes, and he didn't cough cough up the puck too much for being a first-year player in the NHL. That's the good news. The bad news is that in those 39 games, Mitchell recorded just two takeaways. Two. That is just flat-out embarrassing. Mitchell couldn't pick a newborn baby's pocket if they were out there on the ice. Two takeaways in 39 games. I honestly feel like that's almost impossible to do. Maybe I'm just being ignorant here, but I feel like you throw a guy who's played beer leagues for the last 10 or 15 years of his life and He's probably going to get at least one takeaway, I feel like, in 39 games of action, averaging 15 minutes per game. Like, I I feel that's almost impossible to do. So again, Mitchell clearly has a ways to go on the defensive side of things before he can become a trusted staple of this Blackhawks blue line. Again, he still is only a rookie. I'm not trying to be too harsh on the kid, but that's a That's a come on man moment right there if I've ever seen one. Two takeaways in 39 games. And to top that off with just four assists and seven points, I mean, again, to put it nicely, it was a struggle-filled rookie campaign for Ian Mitchell. And had this been a normal year without COVID, I truly do believe he would have spent a hefty chunk down in the AHL fine-tuning his game. So taking everything into consideration, Uh, Man, man, I really don't want to be too hard on the kid because it was his first year in the NHL at such a young age, but I'm going to give Ian Mitchell a C-minus for his performance in 2021. The offense wasn't great, the defense especially was not good, and there just was good reason for him being a healthy scratch down the stretch of the season for the Blackhawks, and looking at what the fans had to say about this, um, 60% of the voters thought that Ian Mitchell was deserving of a C for his performance this season. 34% actually thought he was deserving of a B, which I completely disagree with. Uh, 3% for both an A and a D or an F. I don't know what 3% thought he was an A out there for the Blackhawks this season. Um, but yeah, it looks like the majority felt that Ian Mitchell was deserving of a C. Maybe I was being a little bit tougher, giving him a C minus. Um, I will admit he did get more comfortable as the season progressed, but looking at things as a whole, just not the start 
to Ian Mitchell's NHL career that anyone was hoping for, certainly himself as well, I'm sure. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he just trained very hard this offseason, and that'll lead to him coming back with a bit of a chip on his shoulder because there is no guarantee for a roster spot come opening night for Ian Mitchell after the tough rookie season that he had with the Blackhawks in 2021. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, July 7th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.